tuned in to another episode of the Real Understanding Podcast, where we discuss things that may or may not be taboo. Uh, well, this episode um, is inspired by a YouTuber uh, that I check out from time to time, uh, Six to Goddess. Uh, she was talking about um, masculine and feminine natures of uh, relationships and basically uh, telling men how to attract a more feminine woman, but I just want to, um, you know, not dive into that, but more so it's inspired by the understanding of there's degrees of masculinity and femininity. It's like uh, men and women have that in them. We're, We're innately, we have a masculine and feminine side. Uh, you're born male, and and I don't want to get into no gender politics or anything like that. But um, just going from the traditional, uh, you know, definition, uh, man or male, you know, that's more into the masculine. You're born female, that's more into the feminine. Uh, even with the genitalia. Now, that being said, everything in life is in degrees. You know, there, there's varying degrees of just about everything, even a, a color scale. You know, you can take something as simple as gray. There's many shades of gray. Uh, and that's basically... A degrees between white and black. You know, um, there will be different degrees of black. Once you get a certain point on the scale, you're going into the black. And it's degrees of black. Same with white. You know, um, same with other colors. Red, yellow, whatever colors there are. Um, on the light spectrum, uh, there's certain degrees and each degree maybe it has a certain vibration to it. So anyway, I don't want to get off into the science part of it, but just just from the concept of degrees of feminine and masculine, we could operate and it will in turn either attract or repel uh, others that may be on the opposite spectrum of that. But I want us I want to talk about feminine and masculine from the concept of using archetypes uh, as a representative of how humans uh, move. And I, I was going to use this old, very ancient archetype of the lion, the wolf, and the fox. Uh, of course, lion. That would be how people were, you know, classify that as being the alpha, you know, take charge, uh, run the show, uh, just, you know, you want something, you take it, you go out there, um, you don't have to wait on a group, you're, you're out there, you know, um, the lion, um, wolves are more team oriented, they very dangerous, but they're going to use some strategy. Now, the fox, 
Fox are dangerous too, but they're going to use, and since they're the weaker, it's going to use more reliance on seduction and trickery and games, so to speak, you know, to, to put itself in an advantageous position to survive. So typically, if you look at, let, let's say, some old stories, you might have a, a court, a kingly court. You have the king and you might have little consorts and different people that's in the court jockeying for position, power plays. You might have some mistress or you might have uh, some some low pos- lower position man or, or child of the king who's not in the running for the throne, let's say. But they're going to do some underhanded stuff to move on their position or to increase their position. So that will be operating like from the fox, from the what is classified like a feminine type of thing. Matter of fact, uh, let's say if they want to do harm, they may use some poison or something that they don't have to be in the room. Like poison was considered a feminine art or something that's feminine uh, like the straight up grabbing a sword and attacking or going straight to war with someone head to head that's more of a lion move you know you know you have let's say the wolf they might go for intel you know pick for some information maybe uh, come out like they're an ally and at the last minute a dagger I mean, the, the, those are the ways they move. You can look at the Game of Thrones and you can see those archetypes play out very well. Matter of fact, I'm going to use the, the Game of Thrones for that. So let's let's take a character like Ned Stark. You know, that was a very masculine character. You know, take charge, noble. You know, the, the other king, I forget his name. Um, the one who got killed uh, well both of them died but they were lions they was like you know warriors accomplished warriors they was out there uh, wasn't afraid of anything leading their families their kingdoms uh, you know very very alpha but they were very predictable you know that's one thing about extreme masculinity it could be very predictable you know what a masculine man will do or say or a masculine woman it's a it's a masculinity act a certain way under certain conditions so if someone wants to use strategy they would look at the conditions or influence the conditions to get the alpha lion to make a certain move you know, usually that'd be a wolf doing all of that, you know, then or a fox. So, taking that scenario, and I hope you guys following along, and let's apply that to a relationship or relationships. So you have a man who's, let's say, this alpha man. You know, he got a lot of things going on. 
he's successful, he's you know, business guy or whatever, he's take charge, you know, he, he's out um, living his uh, purpose. Uh, usually, that type of person will draw a very feminine, uh, soft, uh, someone that uh, would submit to kind of be in the presence uh, of that person. And, and they would be like a helpmate. They'll come in and they will attract people that's more submissive. If you're dominant, usually a dumb attract a submissive person. And usually another dumb will clash with them. So usually that's what happen. They will clash with the other dominant, let's say a dominant man, more than likely will clash with a dominant female. Now, these people are, especially if they're in the lion mode, they're going to be fiercely in that mode. And a lion could be a lioness. It could be a male or a female. A lion or a lioness. They're going to be fiercely in those roles and no holes barred. Uh, usually those people, they're on the extreme side of the masculine scale. They're going to attract the feminine extreme side of the feminine scale it was like they would only tolerate someone who totally going to submit with their program and get with their program they're not going to be capitulating to other people they're going to have to um, they require their partner to submit male or female so that that is what is being talked about on the internet so in so many spaces these alpha and beta conversations you know but what I want to bring more light into would be the middle ground like I'm, I'm more of in the middle ground you know I, I'm a dynamic person I would I would see myself more in the wolf category I mean I, I can I know when to use what. I'm a balanced, uh, masculine, feminine, but it's dynamic. I use what I need depending on the circumstances. And I'm not fiercely, uh, I guess, boxed into a certain way of being. Because I know you got to be fluid, just like Bruce Lee said. got to be like water. So... With that, I look at a person that is balanced with their masculine and feminine. They would work better with another balanced partner. You know, you would work, you would, you will find more um, agitation if you're balanced, but the partner is on one extreme or the other. Like if you're the wolf and you have a lion partner or a fox partner. That, that's a little bit unnerving. Wolves work better with other wolves. You know, so a balanced in the middle, you know, uh, work better with another balanced uh, individual. Now, what that would look like. Now, in my opinion, when it's balanced like that, It'll look more like reciprocation. It's like uh, there's a lot of reciprocity going on. Um, 
you know, the the two, they're more partners, team players. They're more into that, and they don't shy away from the word partner. Um, I see where in some spaces they make it sound bad to be to look at your mate as a partner. You know, to they, they they you know make it sound like you know one's supposed to be above the the other. One is dumb. One is submissive. Now, I would agree if you're a balanced person and you look for partnerships and if you find yourself with a dominant person that, you know, that'll cause some contention. Or if you find someone that wants to be submissive, but you're balanced, you're not going to it's not going to be a lot of um, satisfaction there either. Uh, you know, they're looking for someone who to totally dominate. And you're balanced. So I I think um, we need to know ourselves first. You know, know what's your archetype. And we know we fit in all of these. I believe sometime we're going to operate out of our lion uh, energy. You know, and there might be sometimes we have to operate out of the fox energy. You know, but your resting, uh, whatever your resting go-to. Um, archetype is that's what you would use to help find a partner and I, I I like using those three references they've been used for thousands of years uh, and only for you can understand the symbolism and the personality of each so I, you know I didn't want to make a super long video I was on my way home driving and these things pop in and I wanted to kind of share that you know um, share the thoughts and one I want to hear from your you, know, you guys you know some of my ramblings when I'm driving is ideas that comes that I like you know what we need to have more conversation about this but I, I want to have more conversations and see more uh conversations on the partnership you know a man and woman as a partner uh, you know I don't that's not necessarily brother sister and I, I think some people feel that if it's a partner that you can't dominate the other person well you know some people that's not a high priority to dominate or to be dominated I'm one of those people I, I don't want to dominate someone and I'm not going to be dominated so you know I'm more of a, use intelligence and intuitive you know we, we take care of each other um, it, we, we go through this life together so I'm, I'm more on that and I think a lot of people are on that but you don't hear a lot of voices on that you only hear the one side extreme and I think that's because of a, it's a lot of polarization going on uh, around everything these days. So anytime you go to the extreme, it's always a polarization. And I think that's probably more provocative. You get more views. It's more uh, interesting maybe for some people to like hear the controversy, uh, the arguments that might come from that. But, you know, the reciprocity, you know, reciprocal. And, and not to say that the extremes don't serve each other. A dumb and a submissive, in in some ways, is a reciprocity. One is dominating, one is submissive. 
one wants to be submissive and one wants to dominate. So they both doing what they want. So, I mean, in, in those cases, that is a, a very uh, balanced, that'll be a balanced relationship. But I want to, if you guys can share, like, um, you know, I'm going to start making more content. And, you know, but, I, but the time, my time is very uh, trapped up. I'm sure a lot of you guys are very busy as well. I want to sit down and really do a, a more professional podcast. I got equipment to do so. I need to get set up. But it's a lot of other things I want to do before that will become a reality. But you guys, um, you know, if you can comment, comment. Uh, you guys visit my YouTube channel, maybe subscribe to it. I want to build that up. Uh, Real Understanding Podcast on YouTube. Just look it up. Um, you can also go to my music uh, page, The Real Music Hour on Instagram. And, uh, you know, subscribe, like, share. I would like to try to grow the channel. I don't don't know if it's one person listening to this or a hundred people or a thousand. I think it's slowly building up. But I just want to put out content and open up a little bit. We're going into the 21st century. People, uh, we're already into it, but people keep saying, oh, the quarantine is lifted uh, you know, on all levels. So it's like stepping out of comfort zones, doing things different, exploring new territories, all of that come with come with this new uh, opening and exploration. So again, thank you for listening. It's been 18 minutes. Um, just I want to hear your thoughts. You guys have a beautiful day. Uh, day or night and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.